0: But before we jump into the show, Jason Smith, how you doing today, sir?
1: Everything is good, same. Just saw the United Karate practice, man. The boys look good.
0: Yeah, man. Um, I, was, I was excited about that as well. They were locked in. Uh Both of us, energy is high because of that. Our boys broke boys today, once again. So, this is always a good thing. You much know, like our Huh? Say it again? Much, I
1: was going to say, much like the Grizzlies, our boys are locked in.
0: Yeah, they're locked in for sure, man. You know, those boys have brought many tears out of our, our son's eyes. You know what I mean? So... They left happy and jubilant today. So hopefully our Grizzlies will continue to do that, getting ready for this West Coast road trip. Uh, before we talk about that, definitely we'll talk about last night's game. I will say one of the most entertaining games from tip-off to uh, uh quadruple zeroes on the board yeah. uh, between the Grizzlies and the Cleveland Cavaliers. Cleveland, man, I hate to I hate to say this, but I really admire what they're doing out there. I like that team. I like their roster makeup. Uh, Coach JB Biggerstaff is doing great things with their team. Give them total credit. I did not see this coming with him. I thought that he would go there and kind of flounder, but he's done uh, very well there. Um, I remember when he had a very big lineup, and he had Laurie Markman started at small four. I was like, what is JB doing? And Laurie Markman has been great uh, as a yeah. wing for the Utah Jazz. So um, maybe JB Bickerstaff saw something before everyone else did. Clearly he did because he, he definitely was one of the people who had him playing at that small four spot. Um, the Grids, uh, The Cavaliers there are a very good team. They were without Donovan Mitchell last night. Uh, Darius Garland looked incredible. I've heard a lot of people up and down the radio kind of downplaying him. I I say he's a Walmart brand, uh, John Morant. I say that jokingly. But Darius Garland is one of my favorite point guards in the NBA. He shoots the ball incredibly well. If you want to give him a poor man comp, he's really like a poor man Kyrie Irving, if you really think about it. He can knock down shots like crazy. He can handle. Um, He's a nice playmaker. I love Darius Garland's game, and I think he's incredible for that team. him and Mitchell, like I said, I do have question marks about them. In the playoffs, when they go against teams like Boston, who have those two big wings, um, like I said, that team is incredible. Mobley, Allen, those guys are great. Like I said, it was a phenomenal game. The Grizzlies got up, I think, as many as 19 in that game. Uh, uh, Cleveland battled back, took the lead in the fourth quarter. The Grizzlies uh, just knuckled down, stretched the lead back out, tighten things up, were able to pull it out uh, last night. What were your thoughts about that? Just super exciting game between Memphis and Cleveland, taking that Grizzlies win streak to eleven games. Well, I think
1: if you're if you're looking at it from the Grizzlies standpoint, saying it's it's everything you wanted, you know, Bane and Ja combining for forty nine. Your yep. defensive tandem of Dylan Brooks, Jaron Jackson, making huge plays, defensive plays there late oh, uh, against Darius Garland, both of them, including the the game winning block by Dylan Brooks, and then Stephen Adams, your fifth starter, gets you the tip.
0: The game on winner. the offensive
1: rebound that ends up being the game winner, so you got something for everybody for the most part. The bench was solid, saying Santi just continues Woo. to be a revelation 16 off the bench for him. Um, what they're getting right now is what you'd envision if you're this front office, is you know, and, and I, I start with Dylan Brooks saying because I think that one might be the most important in the sense that listen, it was Jaron Jackson's, you know. Uh, uh, insertion back to the lineup that made him number one defensively, put him where they are. But saying when we came into this season, we said, this is the deal with Dylan Brooks. He's got to accept a role offensively. He's got to fall back and he's got to fall in line in that pecking order. And if you look at the shot chart last night, he takes the fourth most shots in a game where he's only scores eight points. Mm-hmm. And yet, and I made this point on our show, he's so engaged still defensively at the end of that game, right. like a Brooks that had taken all the shots and everything else, but saying that's what that's exactly what they've needed from him in terms right. of, well, you got to fit in offensively. And yet you're still getting the, the, you know, that edgy defensive play that ends up winning the game for you. So I think saying all in all, and I tell you what, it, it, you make a hell of a point about the Cavs because you're, you're full, you're at full strength taking on a Cavs team. That right. don't have none of it and they're right there with you in that game. But that said, you got something from just about everybody. I mean, it was as, uh, you know, it was as complete a victory as there was in terms of guys contributing. That's what you want to see, man. It's going to, you know, it'll be measured more same when it's in the playoffs, obviously, but when you're getting contributions, the kind you envision from everyone, uh, in, you know, in, in, in winning an 11 straight, a franchise tying record, man, it, it's, it's hard to find anything to pick at.
0: Yeah, man, for sure. Um, just a couple stretches in the game um, towards the end of the game. that just stood out. There was a uh, – Evan Mobley scored to put the Cavaliers – he scored twice, two, two baskets in a row. Uh, the, the second one put the, the Cavaliers up by three points with uh minute and 13 seconds left. Looking bad for the home team. Yeah. John Morant comes down. He gets fouled. He makes two free throws. And then uh, Darius Garland uh, gets switched off of. Uh, uh, D- uh, Dylan Brooks is guarding him, and Jaron switches over to him. Uh Jaron gets a block at the rim on Garland, his fourth block of the night, mind you. He gets a big block on Darius Garland, knocks the ball out of bounds. Uh Five-second violation called on Isaac Okoro on the inbounds pass. The Grizzlies get the ball back. John Morant go, goes to the basket, misses the layup. Stephen Adams tips it in. Grizzlies up one. Dylan Brooks, like you said earlier, gets the defensive stop. Big-time block on Darius Garland. Just a wild final minute of the game for the Grizzlies to pull that out, just showing resiliency. I hate, to, I hate to mention the Grit and grind Grizzlies, but uh, just a hell of a way to close that game out to just uh, tough it out and beat that Cleveland team, which is – I know Boston has the best record, and and, and B- the Bucks have been a recent champion, things like that. I love this Cleveland team, man. I'm not going to uh, count those guys out as far as going to the finals. I think once they hit their stride, because, man, Mobley and Allen are tough, man. Those yes. are two athletic, young – Hungry bigs that are tall. They're they're a problem, man. Those guys are, are big and they and they throw their weight around. Uh, they throw their athleticism around. Those guys are very good. They're they're skilled. They can score. They rebound. They defend. Allen and Mobley just a throwback to uh a, a, a yesteryear, but they definitely work in today's NBA. Uh, Mobley's a beast, man, for sure. Uh, he's a guy who gets compared to Jaron Jackson Jr. a lot, and uh, Jaron got the best of him yesterday, but uh, Mobley's a real deal. I, I hate to if the grizzlies were to fall off the map for some reason.
1: Yeah,
0: <laughs> I will be, be rocking with Cleveland, man. I I love what they're doing there. I love their team. And um I joked a couple years ago on Twitter about, you know, uh uh the Grizzlies and and Cleveland that being a uh an NBA Finals preview. And it looks it looks a whole lot more realistic than it did a few years ago when I joked about it. But I love that team. Love what they're doing. Happy for JB Bickerstaff and I'm glad the Grizzlies could pull off that 11th win yesterday, getting ready for this five-game road trip starting Friday night.
1: If you needed any more evidence that Jaron Jackson is your defensive player of the year, you know, a topic we were discussing uh, earlier this mm-hmm. week, how, how, Just how about just slicing up that video where he's out there holding Darius Garland yeah. at the top three-point line, getting back and be able to recover on him and get that right. block. Like the fact that he is out there on an all star point guard Mm -hmm. and guarding him and getting the block across, it just shows. Not to mention saying he also equals uh, the number of blocks that Mobley and Allen give you. They both had two apiece. He yep. gives you four. We know he's leading the league, but my point that he does that playing through foul trouble
0: with foul and, trouble yeah. in that game. And I want to say he the, had five. He had five yeah. when he got the block on at, at yeah. the
1: end of that game. Is still playing and and, mm-hmm. and 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 trying to swat shots inside. In addition to holding Darius Garland, but mm-hmm. to the point that the, you know we already had the case made. The Grizzlies were not good defensively, literally the worst in the league without him. He comes back, their number one. But right there in that game, you just see how important it is. There, I I just look at there ain't a. He can guard anything in the league. Now, I mean, can, you know, is is Kyrie going to take him to the basket? Absolutely. But my point is that no seven-footer should be able to do that. He is right. a freak. He is a unicorn. And he's showing it more and more with each game. And I'm so impressed with his his ability uh, last night to, to stay in that game. And it was so critical that he's in it there at the end because he's able to give you one of those big blocks down the stretch.
0: Yeah, man. That's, that's um, your
1: DPOY, man. The yeah, incredible yeah. play.
0: And if you look at that play, the Grizzlies at that point were down by one. Darius Garland's got the ball in his hand. Jaron's, what Jaren did was probably the least likely, but the only good scenario that could have came out of it. You know what I mean? Because yeah. the most likely scenario is that Darius Garland comes in, lays the ball up. He also could have got fouled by Jaren. Wow. Those exactly. things more likely should have happened. Jaren gets a block, knocks the ball out of bounds. Then you get a five second, uh, five second violation on a coral. Yep. And you come down and score, you win the game. Uh, just an incredible sequence, uh, by, jo- by Jaron Jackson Jr. and Dylan Brooks on defense to seal that game. Uh, wow. also of note, uh, something I definitely want to talk about there was a sequence, I think, uh, a play early in the, the second quarter, I believe, where uh, well, John Morant got an uh, injury, they haven't really told uh, anything about what it was. Looked like it was kind of maybe a neck stinger, something with his mm-hmm. neck shoulder area, where it kind of locked him up a little bit. And Jaron was, I mean, John was saying, you know, I, it just locked up on me. Uh, he went to, to the locker room for a while. He was back there for a minute, came back into the game, finished the game. The uh, injury report came out today clean. No John Moran on it, no no, no questionable, no probable, yes. nothing. John Moran will be playing uh, Friday night against the Lakers. Um, LeBron James is listed as questionable for the game, but he's been listed as questionable since like every night for probably the past month, seems like. I think LeBron's probably going to play. Um, I would love to get. An even easier game. I think the Grizzlies win this game easily uh, on Friday, but um, we will see if LeBron James actually does play. Uh, Like we said, we talked about that West Coast road trip that's coming up. We got the Lakers on Friday, followed by the Suns, Kings, uh, the Warriors, and the Wolves. Uh, Do you have any standing-out thoughts about that, uh, that road swing for the Grizzlies?
1: Well, you look at it and the fact that you've won 11 straight. You look at all those games. Mm-hmm. You say none of them intimidate, you, especially with Phoenix and their injury issues. Yeah. you know, you you uh, Sacramento is feisty. There's no question about it. You're gonna, right. you know, we, we've seen it already this season from them. And then you owe you owe Golden State in a way, and you know Minnesota. I just watched them blow a game against the Denver Nuggets. They're still you trying owe to
0: them finish. too. You owe, you owe Minnesota too. You, you owe them as well. Yeah. But, but,
1: but to think that they're going to go 5-0 and on this road trip, with a, you know I, I think would be probably setting yourself up for disappointment. At some point, this streak's going to come to an end. I, I, I do think, saying, you know, as impressed as we've been, as impressed as I've been with what this team's doing defensively, they are number one, after all, in defense of the league, right ahead of Cleveland. Yeah. The fact that they've scored 115 or more points in 11 straight wins, we have not seen that since the 80s. Like, right. I don't know, like offensively, a lot of it's you know, Bane is getting comfortable clearly and getting back to what it looks like pre injury. Bane, Jaws playing a high level, but they have made such strides here, saying on this win streak, and particularly these last few games, mm-hmm. such strides offensively. They're up to number six. They had been outside just outside the top 10. They've shot up to number six. It's helped them move them up to number two in net rating, but. I guess saying I say all that to say, can they keep that streak going? Literally, we have not seen a team score 115 or more in 11 straight wins since the 80s. Is there any way they can keep up that pace? And you, listen, listen. I mean, you telling me the Lakers gonna gonna stop them? Uh, so 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 with the wins saying just you know, seeing if this offense can stay as uh, as potent as it has been here. These these uh these these 10-11 games, that's gonna be something we obviously keep an eye on. I can't believe that the Grizzlies are doing something offensively. We haven't seen in the NBA since the 1980s. Yeah, since the Lakers true. and Denver Nuggets, how crazy yeah. is that? <laughs> talking about how good they are, about how good they are defensively, mm-hmm. you know, with most of these podcasts. Man, right now they're humming also offensively. And it's right, it just tells you saying it's just more evidence that they are one of the most
0: complete teams in the league. Yeah, for sure, man. Uh you look at these uh road trip coming up, you spoke very well on it. I think that, like you said, I think you get you get this game tomorrow night against the Lakers. National televised game. Yeah. Josh saying, you know, he wants to dunk on LeBron. Desmond Bain talks plenty of shit against LeBron every time he, he plays. He loves playing LeBron. Dylan Brooks does too. Dylan, Dylan talks a lot of shit when he plays against LeBron too. One time I remember Dylan kind of woke LeBron up and LeBron lost his mind on Dylan. I, I remember that a few years ago too. <laughs> this Phoenix game should be a win. Um, the Kings, very winnable game. The last two kind of bothered me. Uh, I sat here and I watched uh, the Golden State Warriors um, take on Boston. Their game is still going on right now as we record, as we speak. And they've, you know, I, I was looking up a second ago and Boston was up by 10. I look at the game now, there's three seconds left and, and the Golden State Warriors trail by three. Golden State Warriors are in rest mode. If you have a computer, you know what that is. It's conserving energy. It seems like they're hibernating. <laughs> Until a certain point in the season where they're going to unleash this energy on everyone, their team who their record, I don't think their record shows who they are at all. They're a very old veteran team. Um, and I think they know how to battle against certain teams and against certain games, they wake up and they show you a version of them that seem to be hibernating, like I said. But, um, I think that that's going to be a very big game. Their crowd is going to get up for us like it's a playoff game. Uh, we saw that on Christmas Day, I think we're going to see that same thing again. Uh, really, really anticipating that game, man. I think if you come in, if you've won at that point, it will be 14 straight games. If you can win these other three games, if you get Golden State, you're really getting. Uh, it's really going to be a big, hectic, a big game, and and and, and a and a uh, a demon, so to speak, that you really need to slay. That has kind of hung around being your Achilles heel uh, ever since the playoffs last year. And then that that Bulls game is always gonna be tough. You know, you're gonna get your best shot out of them too, because they they still think that they're better than us. You know what I mean? They beat us last game, uh, tough playoff series. I think three and two is the worst case scenario. Um, but I'm thinking that four and one is the most real realistic si- uh scenario for sure. But it's gonna be exciting, man. If they won all five of those games, man. Don't consider me shot, you know. Well they'd be,
1: I mean. I think the longest win streak in the league this year is the Nets' twelve, so they're about yeah. to be up on that with a win against the Lakers. And yeah, you'd be you'd be setting the uh, the mark for this season in terms of yeah. longest win streak in the, in the league. Um, this, on Golden State, it's so the split—you know, seventeen and five at home—and looked like they lost that game in overtime by three. Saying, "I think, yeah, I think uh-huh. it was really I just it. Uh, either way, though, they'd already beaten the Boston Celtics early this year." What's great, and five and seventeen on the road. I'm with you. I don't buy into that road record at all. Thinking that come playoff time, uh Golden State's not gonna be able to take you out, you know, on the road wherever it is. And now the fact is, Steph's back, they're a threat again. So, so I'm I'm not, you know, and
0: they're not that far behind everyone else. I right. I wouldn't be surprised if you look up in Golden State is at three by the time you get to the playoffs. All it takes is one good hot month, man. All
1: well, to takes- your point, because I looked, I think it's it's in and it's in this range. I know it could change tonight, but you you talked about and we'll get to Denver. There's some separation between Memphis and Denver. There, there's less separation between the three and the 12 spots. I think yeah. it's five and a half games between Sacramento and Memphis. There's five games between the three spot Sacramento and the 12 spot, which I think is Phoenix right now. Yeah. To your point about Golden State being able to come up pretty four games. There are four so games
0: good. out of third place.
1: Yeah, it's all jumbled up, saying they can yeah. come right on up. So I'm with you. Talk. Let's talk again on Golden State. Talk to us again here in a couple of weeks And see where they're at. Then they got, they absolutely have the ability to turn it on. They, they are still a threat, most definitely. I'm not counting
0: those dudes out at all. No question. Seriously, I'm not. I just sat here and watched them battle Boston, and Boston had to give everything they had to beat those dudes. So I'm not gonna act like they're done.